Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thank you for tuning in to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Friday, the 8th of May. Can you guys even believe it? This is episode number 921. This is Meet My Friend Friday, and I am having a friend back on the show with me today who I love both professionally and personally, and I know you guys love her too. My friend, Dr. Kathy Cook, is on the show with me today, and we're going to talk about bouncing back resiliency and how we can find it in the midst of COVID-19. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. I appreciate all of the cards and letters that are coming in to me here at the Homeschool Resource Center. Um, we have been, like you guys know, I mean, this is this is a crazy time uh, for us here at the ministry and uh, we appreciate your prayers. Lots of things in the hopper. And so if you are uh, able to and you are desiring to support the ministry, I will link back to ways that you can do that in the show notes today and also to the address of the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. We love to hear from you, um, those cards and letters and your financial support. When it comes in, the entire staff uh, sees them and was blessed by them. So I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for doing that. We really appreciate it. We we just started a brand new study at MomStrong International, and uh, we've got a lot of new members over there. I teach live every Wednesday over at our Facebook page. And so we hope you guys will take the opportunity and start to study God's word with me. Uh, and you can do that online and you can do it with your children. And so check it out, MomStrong International. Dot com. All right, you guys are going to be so blessed today because uh, I am blessed, really, because my friend Dr. Kathy Cook is here with me today. For those of you who aren't familiar with her, she's the founder and president of Celebrate Kids, and it's based out of Fort Worth, Texas. She's also the co-founder of Ignite the Family, and many of you know that I was uh, privileged to speak for Ignite the Family this last uh, season. And uh, Kathy's an amazing woman who loves the Lord. She's an incredible uh, influencer with a very powerful voice. And the thing I love most about her is compassion literally flows out of Kathy. And she is the author of several books. And uh, you guys are going to love her. Kathy Cook, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Patty. It's an honor to be here. It's a joy. And I really appreciate your affirmation. That blesses me tremendously. Well, you are in the middle right now, just like all of us, of a season of uh, upendedness, really. So I'm just going to ask you because everyone's wondering what is what is Kathy Cook doing <laughs> during a pandemic? Because you're not like me; you can't travel. So what are you up to? Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? I'm usually on an airplane every week, like you. Yeah, and me so too. Yeah, I've never been in my home this many days in a row. I've never, you know, learned the grocery <laughs> store as well as I've had to learn it. <laughs> um, it's been it's been challenging. I I'm fortunate to have a great board of directors and a great staff, and we have really used our time well for um, product development. We've created an online course. We are creating some um, discussion guides to go along with my books so that when a small group uses them, they can get more out of them. We are you know, researching the future, planning parenting conferences down the road, working hard to do as much podcasting and radio things as I can to get the word out to people that they don't have to succumb to this mess but we can, you know, rise up and, and walk out and walk forward. So a challenging time, I think, you know, I think we'd all be foolish to look back and regret not having created something, done something well. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have days of rest where we color and right. play, but heavens, we right. have a lot of grace and space for people. Uh, no, no shame intended here at all. If you haven't cleaned out the garage and you were going to, I mean, I totally get that. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, 
Now's not a bad time to clean out your garage either because hopefully <laughs> this thing's going to wind down. You oh, know, amen. We, I'm, we're hoping we're going to go back to, to normal life. I agree with you, though. I, I feel like there's a there's a certain amount of frustration that sets in when, you know, first we heard everybody's, you know, it's, it's Netflix every night of the week. Well, it's not good for you after a certain point, you know, so giving people goals and having some sort of an aspiration or something you're shooting for in the middle of this thing is probably good for the spirit as well. We have to keep dreaming, right? Yeah. If we don't, if we don't dream, you know, at first, that first week, kids just thought, well, it's an extended spring break. Right. You know, and then it was like, okay, is it summer? And then hello, Zoom calls with teachers if they weren't traditional homeschoolers and they're schooling at home in crisis. It's very different, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's been challenging. And now now the, the school year, quote unquote, is beginning to end. You know, I've, I've watched on social media where there are, you know, homeschoolers finishing their academic year and. Uh, you know, the public private schools are beginning to wind down as well this month of May. And then guess what? We're going to have summer. Well, yep. the, the kids have, we've been home a long time with our kids yes. and now, oh my yep. gosh. So we have to be able to have the right attitude and a positive expectation. And we've got to be able to dream that this too shall come to a close and we will rise up and there will be a new normal, but there will be something different from what's going on right now. We have to yeah. believe that. That's part of resiliency is having that positive belief system. Yeah, that's right. And I think too, you know, looking, I mean, I've been talking about this for weeks and weeks now here at the podcast, you know, we are um, responsible to guard our freedoms and to protect uh, the integrity of the constitution here in the United States. So I know a lot of people are watching that and be, being able to, I mean, I think here's the trick, at least it has been for me, my passion and my sense of justice, right? My sort of, uh, you know, I guess right and wrong meter it kind of off the chart at times because I see things that frustrate me so much. And I know that a lot of listeners are feeling the same way. The trick is to be able to see those things, have a good attitude, not let it like weigh on you to the point where you can't function. Mm. And I know a lot of people listening to this are feeling that way. And Kathy, I'm curious how you feel because I'm feeling if a parent feels that way and the parents, you know, going down the rabbit hole every day and they're frustrated and discouraged and they feel helpless, which is a lot of how parents are feeling right now. We project those things onto our kids, right? Oh, absolutely. And so we have got to give our kids grace for anger and frustration and fear and talking back and disrespect. I'm not saying that you excuse it and you just go on your way, but I think we understand that there are legitimate reasons that we're under stress and we're confused and concerned and, and kids, you know, whether it be boredom or, you know, whatever is going on. We Did we give them time to grieve, mm-hmm. you know, grieve what isn't, accept what is. Um, one of the things that we teach at Celebrate Kids is wishing it so won't make it so. So I'm huge about, you know, what's the point of complaining? All complaining does is change the attitude from good to bad. Well, that's good. I'm write that down, Kathy. You should say that one more time. What? I think that all complaining does is change a good attitude to bad. Man, now, that was a Holy Spirit smackdown. I well, need that. you know, thank you. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm not saying that we don't allow adults, spouses, and children to communicate their frustration. We have to let them be heard. I'm simply saying that over and over again, if every night at the dinner table you complain about the same thing, there's a hopelessness and a despair that enters into that. So I would say to people, what can we do? What Mm. can we influence? What letters could we send? What smiles could we provide? What prayers could we pray what what will we do differently the next time that we're in a similar situation? How will we prepare for the next situation that we, catches us off guard? There are some things that we do have control over, and that's what I would want. And we do. We always control our attitude. We should never let someone control that. 
even the people on the news, right? I mean, we're letting people that we don't even know control our attitudes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have, you've got an awesome book um, that we've talked about here on the show, but I thought this is a great time to sort of bring it back to people's minds. Um, you did a, you wrote a book called Start With a Heart and, and I was blessed to be able to review that and, and uh, endorse it for you. And I think I would like to sort of bring back something that you talked about. You said you did this find five exercise. And as you and I have been discussing before the show, we got to give people some hope, like something to actually do so that we're not just sitting here stewing, <laughs> you know, right. just frustrated. And, and so you had this great idea. Can you explain it to people? Yeah, I would love to. So there's a couple of ways to do it. That um, Take a piece of paper, fold it into fourths so that you open it up and you have four boxes. Or simply take a piece of paper and draw a vertical and a horizontal line. And you've got four boxes. And the idea here is to, again, encourage the family to dream, to encourage children to dream. And in the upper left-hand box, if you can picture this, write the word B, just the letters B-E, just the word B. And then in the box to the right of that, write the word do. And in the two bottom boxes, write the word have and the word help. And usually I do the exercise that is called find five. So in your lifetime, what are five things you want to be, five things you want to do, five things you want to have, and five things you want to help or five causes you want to help. I think now we could do it when the stay-at-home orders are lifted. What are five things you want to be? Five things you want to do, five things you want to have, and five things you want to help. Or even now in this season, next week, we could also do it depending upon the age of the kids, you know, before your next birthday, before the school year begins, before you graduate from high school. There's any number of time frames we could use. And what's interesting, Heidi, is to compare what children and adults in the same family write down. Mm. Right. Like if the if you if you're married, what a privilege for you. And you do it separately from your spouse, and then you compare. And it's a wonderful way to find out whether or not you really are on the same page with the vision that you have for your family. You know, do you do you want to have the same things? Now there'll there'll be some differences, certainly. Mm-hmm. But and, and it's so much fun with kids because when I've done this, and we used to do we've done this with thousands of kids at Celebrate Kids, and we've had kids who write down things like, I want to, you know, be a mom, but they didn't write down be married. Oh, so it's a chance to have a conversation. Um, there were I remember this eighth grade boy. I will never forget this. He wrote down he wanted to be a police officer and have a Ferrari. <laughs> that was a conversation waiting to happen. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering too. You know, as we're it, this is giving parents, I think, something constructive to do right now because we're all. I mean, let's talk. Let's be honest. We're we're. It's it's wearing thin, right? Absolutely. You know, most of us have done the things. My husband told me last week, he's like, man, Heidi, don't give me any more house projects. My life's starting to look like an episode of Home Garden Television. (laughs) You know, know, oh, I know. Let's plant a garden. No, let's, you know, let's clear out the back 40, whatever, you know. And this is something different and something positive. And uh, I love the idea, too, because I wonder what's different. I think we could find out a lot about ourselves. Like, what did we want to be? Do you have and help? before the pandemic and has it changed that right do we have a different perspective are we seeing things differently you know and i I would hope so you know Mm -hmm. would somebody for instance write down that they want to be generous Mm -hmm. because they realize that there's a time of real need and the other one that i've seen happen is be content like all of a sudden contentment is a huge goal because people are frustrated. Mm-hmm. And content, biblically, contentment should always be a goal. 
And mm-hmm. so, you know, the magnifying glass has come upon the way we've lived our life. And do we have a Christ-like character? You know, back to the exercise, you know, do you, are you raising your kids where the B, you would want the B box to be about character, you know, to be wise, to be healthy, to be um, loving, or do you want them to say to be rich? Do you want mm-hmm. them to say be happy? Mm-hmm. And if you do have kids, let's say that you have four kids and all four of them write down, be happy, no shame there. And maybe that's telling you that they're really in a season of unhappiness and that's why they value that. And then you say, what what does that look like for you, Jeremiah? And you listen to Jeremiah's response to happiness and you might be shocked to discover that it's something simple you could do. Hmm. Or maybe you'll find out that it's a pie in the sky impossibility. And that's why he's depressed because he has a goal that will never happen, even if we get out of our home eventually, which of course we mm-hmm. will do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so important. I'm looking at this too, as I was thinking about, I'm thinking about my own kids, you know, I've got mm-hmm. just three left at home and, uh, and my youngest one is, I think for the most part, our kids are handling it pretty well, partly because they're homeschooled, frankly, right. and they're used to being around us. It's definitely wearing on them when it comes to, you know, we have the homeschool resource center here, Kathy, which I keep talking like, get, we need to get you out here. And uh, they're used to seeing their friends at the resource center. They're used to, I mean, you know, anybody who's listening to this, who's been homeschooling knows homeschooling does not mean social isolation at all. Right. Right. And, and I'm noticing that children and we've had, unfortunately, in our area now, we've had two suicides of young children, a 13 year old and a 16 year old. Uh, and what there was a, uh, the dad of one of these kids, you know, was talking about the isolation just worn on his child and he had gotten in trouble at home for something and which he should have gotten in trouble for. Right. So his dad instituted, you know, here's the, you did this. So here's the consequence. Well, three weeks later, the child had another outburst, did exactly the same thing. And rather than uh, feel like he could go talk to his parents and I'm not trying to shame the parents. I don't know how you prepare your heart for this or even see it coming. Uh, but he committed suicide. And as we were, my husband and I talking about this, you know, in the evening one, one time saying, we really want to be tuned in. And actually it changed because of that. And because of this father's plea to the community, we had one of our children in particular, we thought, okay, this child needs, needs to, I don't care about COVID-19 anymore. She needs to be with a friend. She needs to see somebody. She needs to do mm. something else. Mm. And I'm wondering if parents, how do they have those conversations with their kids? And this this exercise is kind of a way maybe to start those conversations. I love that you're seeing that. It does give kids permission to admit what's going on inside. And some children and teens have told me that they were surprised at what they saw themselves writing down, that mm. they didn't realize that that was an important enough concept to make the top five. I've heard the same thing from adults. And then I think what it empowers us to do as a family is to make the things happen that can happen. And wouldn't it be interesting to find out if two of your kids had the same thing they wanted to do and now they can partner? And and from a marriage standpoint too, Heidi, where, you know, our husbands and wives talking and communicating and are they healthy at home in, in this season? And I've loved the stories through the years when I've done this with families where a husband, one of my favorite stories, and this is so um, typical or, or it sounds trite maybe, but there was a woman who wrote down she wanted to skydive by her 40th birthday and the husband <laughs> did not know that. And he saw that on this piece of paper and he arranged to have that happen. Wow. I know. And it was a be- and the woman, that's the wife, funny. the wife had never felt like she could say that, like that's so pie in the sky and my husband will think I'm nuts. So I'm not even going to bother going there. But this allowed her to be honest with herself. 
and they saw where they were on the same team and where they could have conversations and what they could do to honor and bless each other. And you could do the same thing with kids. It can be, it can be a way to make something happen where, again, hope rises when you see that there's something I can do here. There's something I can wrap my mind around. I love that. I've got a question, sort of a practical question, because I'm thinking this through. I love the application to marriage because so often we focus on our children. Mm-hmm. Love that application. I know that a lot of moms and dads, you know, we've been together a long time now. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, not going to work. We're not doing the normal thing. You can only have, you know, macaroni and cheese so many nights out of the week. <laughs> starting to get, you know, starting to get bored. Maybe starting to get, I think, starting to get frustrated. You know, I noticed uh, my husband and I argued the other morning, which we, we rarely do. Jay, I mean, you know Jay. Yes. He's such, he's very, very um, even-tempered, which is great because he's married to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the other day, you know, we were just sitting in bed and he always brings me coffee in the morning. One of the things I so love about him. And we hadn't had our morning coffee. We were just sitting in bed talking. And uh, I said something about the things that are going on around the house. And he just, I mean, he just snapped at me. He was like, I, we, I, I have so many other things to do. I can't do any more projects. I'm not doing the work I normally do. And I, and me sitting there thinking, well, shoot fire, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's not what I meant. And I thought, boy, you know, I told him, I said, Jay, I'm so sorry. I, I did not mean to come across that way. I can realize, and I know this is not just me. I know this tension is happening in homes across the country because you can only be in this weird sort of upside down scenario for so long before it actually starts to manifest itself some way. And somehow the nice thing about Jay, you know, 15 minutes later, he came upstairs, not only with coffee, but with a cookie. (laughs) 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 And I was like, Oh, I'm getting a cookie in bed. This I did. I married up. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Anyway, but I, I love this idea of, you know, going to your husband and say, Hey, you know, why don't we do this with our kids? And if he maybe wouldn't normally do an exercise like that, like I even think my husband would be like, really, I don't want to do that necessarily for you. I'll just, but if I said, what if the whole family did it? Now all of a sudden, you've got an unintended marriage, you know, marriage help while you're helping your kids. What a great idea. I've seen it work. I appreciate that so much. And I think for a married couple too, if you say that you're on the same page and you have a vision and a mission for your family, and you want to be known as being generous or joyful or grateful or whatever is a value for you, and that's what you want, does it show up here? Or did yeah. only the wife mention it and did the, where the husband's value is clearly very different? So it can help us understand why things are the way they are and why we've got dysfunction and why we've got maybe discord and why some kids aren't connecting well or why we're not connecting. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And I've got another sort of a, a question for you. So let's say the mom... You don't say, I want to do this with my kids. Is it, do you suggest leading? Like, do you say to them, hey, we're going to do these top five things and uh, under the B category, it could be something you want to be like a doctor or it could be a character trait that you want to have or you do just let it free flow and see what they do? You know, one of my favorite stories, thanks for the question, is a family in Sacramento who did it with three um, preteen and teen boys. And after they did it independently, they came together to see where was their unity and where was their um, differences that were totally legit and really a fun conversation to say to a, a sibling said, well, I didn't know that that was a goal you had. And 
And then they they prioritized. As a family, they kind of voted democratic process, if you will, which I think our children should understand. Yeah, and right. so, you know, you could almost vote and say, okay, next week, which of these do things would be uh, appropriate, fun, possible? What should we wait for the winter to do? And you maybe calendar it out. It's a concept, again, of honoring, because you know what, Heidi, kids need to be heard. And mm. so do husbands and wives, where they feel like, you know, kids tell me all the time, you know, Dr. Kathy, I'm a part of that family, but you know, my house doesn't it, like, it feels like my mom's house. Mm. And one of the things I say, I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, Heidi, but I love to say that if you have children in your home and I come over, I better see t- toys in your house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't put every game away because it's their house too. Yeah. And I mean, that's just a, just a little example, but I think it gives us a chance to have a conversation and to have some agreement and to honor the differences and to make things happen again. So I love that idea of kind of looking it over, voting what's good to do now. And, and maybe siblings discover that there's something they have in common and they're willing to tackle that help project where they want to help their elderly neighbor and they decide to do it together or, you know, whatever the case may be. And again, I think one of the most important things that happens is the discussion about what's realistic and what's unrealistic and why. And is there is it a timing factor? Like maybe that's a great thing. You know, you're going to have to be 16 before you can tackle that. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's help our kids understand that because I think they're grieving things because they don't understand that even without the COVID-19 situation, these things wouldn't be happening. Yeah, that's right. Does it make that's sense? Right. I- Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I think what you're doing is you're helping families. You're like America's doctor, Kathy. You really are. (laughs) You're like, you could be like Kathy Cook, America's doctor. Like you should be, you should be working with Trump instead of Fauci, but that's a whole other thing. We can talk about that later. I do, I do wonder. And, uh, you know, I guess this might be kind of a parting thought uh, as we sort of wrap this up today. But as you kind of look out on the landscape, you know, we've been talking about resiliency and I feel like you've, you've given us a really great way to start, right? So you said, try this. Can you just for, just for a minute, can you talk to the, to the parents who feel like, I don't know if I can hang on for, you know, two more weeks. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much longer my emotional I'm kind of at the end of my emotional uh, rope, if you will. Can you talk directly to those parents? Because I know that the parents who are listening to this were frustrated, maybe because they're losing uh, money or because their lives are so upside down or because they're not getting along with their kids and they just need a little carrot. Like, you know what? You can make it to here. Uh, mm-hmm. What can you what, what can you say to encourage those parents? Heidi, I love your heart for your audience. And I, I don't pretend to think I have um, you know something uniquely brilliant. It's good old fashioned. I have to, therefore I will. Mm. I mean, I, and I don't say that lightly. I have tears in my eyes, actually. I, I have great compassion for the legitimate fear and frustration and how overwhelmed we are as adults um, because we're thinking and we're feeling differently from our children. But right. you know what, you guys, we, we really don't have a choice. So self-care, right? Self-care, mm-hmm. stay in bed, go to bed earlier, have a cookie. It won't kill you. Have a, you know, right. bake, bake fudge and eat it all. You know, yeah, I know a right? friend who has a bag of M&Ms in her master closet and she goes and gives herself a timeout when she needs to. Yeah. And uh, the kids don't know there are M&Ms in there. I mean, do what you need to <laughs> Brilliant. do. You know, within reason, uh, you know, if you like classical music, play it, even if your kids don't, you know, if yeah. you, I, I've made a commitment, this is just me, but I've made a commitment to reach out to somebody every night. 
I and I don't text. I call or I FaceTime or I Zoom. I love that I with someone that. because yeah. I'm an introvert, so I'm I'm actually quite okay. Yeah. However, I need people and people need me and iron sharpens mm-hmm. iron. And I think we, well, and sometimes I purpose to have a reason for the call and I admit a frustration and could you speak life into this for me? And sometimes we just, you know, spontaneously go in the conversation wherever, but I think, what do we need? And do we, do we, do we know ourselves well enough to know that? And do we take ownership of that and stop blaming and shaming others and do what we can do? And I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning. We have to make it. So therefore we mm. will make it. Mm. We, we don't have a choice as hard as this is. We have to make it because God has entrusted our family to us. You know, why are we a family unit mm-hmm. and, and how, yeah. So get, get help, reach out, no shame, no blame. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Thanks for yeah. asking the question. You know, we could talk for a whole nother 30 minutes about that. I love yeah. the question. Yeah. Well, your heart for people, it's, it's, it is the thing I, uh, that has drawn me to you the first time I ever, you know, stood out in front of a church in a parking lot when our ride didn't come and talk to you forever. <laughs> and I was thinking, I remember telling my husband that night, just like, what a, what a precious uh, individual you are, what God mm. has given you an, an amazing gift of compassion and mercy and also just straight up common sense. You know, I think <laughs> there is a point in which you just have to say, hey, sorry, you don't like it. This is where we are. And now we're going to now we're going to get pick up and we're going to go forward. And I love that you started off by saying, stop complaining because it's not actually helping. That was really good for me. I wrote it down. I was like, Heidi, <laughs> cut it out. Knock it off. Right. <laughs> so I I think those things are really good. Kathy, where can people find you online? CelebrateKids.com is where to go. You'll find everything you need there. Appreciate you letting me say that. Absolutely. And your books are there, right? And so the book we talked about was the title of that book again, right? For those who didn't hear me was Start With The Heart, correct? Right. Start With The Heart has resiliency and relationship building. And then the newest book, Five to Thrive, also talks about resiliency because it's a skill really for security and identity that we rise up. Absolutely. The books are there. We've got pocket guides and posters and bookmarks and, you know, MP3s and all kinds of things. Um, Yeah, I'd love in my blog and videos are there for people to hang out with. Awesome. Kathy Cook, you are a treasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's just been a joy to have you. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really appreciate who you are, what you stand for, and the way that you get your messages out. You're doing a great job for the kingdom, Heidi. Thank you, my friend. For those of you who want more information on my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook, and her ministry to families at Celebrate Kids, I will link back to all things Dr. Kathy in the show notes today. We always do Mailbox Monday here. If you've got a question for a Mailbox Monday, who knows? Maybe I'll bring Kathy on and she can help me answer some of your questions. You can submit those questions to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I hope you guys have been encouraged today. I know I have been. We are praying for you. Hang in there, you guys. We're going to be okay. Uh, The Lord is still the Lord. He's still on his throne. Stay faithful, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.